This is MFG Out Loud. Courageous conversations about sales and marketing for today's manufacturers. With your hosts, Ray Zaganto and Allison DeFore. Hey, Trailblazers. Welcome to another episode of MFG Out Loud. I am particularly excited about today's guest. Um, Wonder Woman is joining us today. Right. Um, Bonnie Strominger, and from, she is from golids.com. She has a fantastic story for all you manufacturers out there. The good, the bad, the ugly, the brave. Um, this, this lady wears a cape, and uh, we've become fast friends, and I'm really excited to introduce her and for you guys to learn from her today. There's so many things we're going to talk about that will help you with your business. So, Bonnie, tell everybody a little bit about GoLids. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Beautiful introduction. So, GoLids. So, we, it's, it's very simple in concept, and I'm going to use the visual I always do because it's the easiest way to understand really anything visually. So here's our product. Today we have it clipped to a 7-Eleven cup and we replace standard lids on all beverage cups with a lid that holds food. Wow. So it opens up. I have some prop food in here today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it's real food, but it's oh. nothing I'm gonna eat. Um, <laughs> And, you know, it, it, it holds a lot of stuff, holds a lot of food. Food goes in, close it. It's got a lock in the front. So we spent years on bells and whistles. I mean, the little features on here, it's, it's the devils in the details, right? So it's the little details that matter. And all the balance and the straws in the back, no interaction between drinking and eating. They don't touch. It goes through a separate chamber. You can probably see that. And that's the whole concept. They clip to food service cups. They clip to souvenir cups. We have designs now that clip to beer cans, beer bottles, water bottles. I mean, every scenario possible. And it's interesting because as a company evolves and as innovation takes shape over time, you find out that timing is really everything. And what we've discovered this year, unfortunately, during a pandemic, is there are certain aspects of this product now that are front and center, primary, crucial, that before were considered a bell and a whistle by many, many companies, um, like this cover. Because it's, it locks it, it's sealed all the way around, no air can get in here. As you know, all the business is going grab and go through the drive-through. Most companies are adapting their models as we speak to build their drive-through off-premises uh, presence. And this is now suddenly a solution that they can't live without. On the same token, it also drives revenue. So nobody leaves without beverage, nobody leaves without food. They win, consumers win, and everybody's happy. And so at the end of the day, I think any great brand, that's what you do. There's a win in there for everybody to grab at. And, and walk away feeling satisfied, and that's how you build the best relationships. So that's Golids in a nutshell right there. One of the things I, I love about the, the not only your, your story that, that got you 
that that got Goldridge out there. But I I love the visibility and the presence and the the passion online. You know, you're one of those cool manufacturers where not only do you do you make something that benefits, you kind of got that B2B thing, but I love the videos, like the testimonials and stuff. You know, there's the ladies in the airport you're teasing each other. How come you didn't think of that? You know, or, or the construction workers going, look, it, it doesn't dump out. So you, those ladies, those ladies in the airport were amazing. They, they stopped me at the Starbucks counter oh. and, and they just were losing their minds. I mean, Everywhere we go, and and I said this the other day on the podcast I was on, mm. people just want to know what it is, yeah. where they can get it, yeah. and how did it come to be, and it organically turned into an organic marketing strategy. Yeah. We didn't set out to go into the street and just start pulling random strangers to the side of the road and say, what do you think of this? <laughs> people just stopped us, and so we decided, let's start asking people, are we missing an opportunity? Let's start asking people if they're willing to go on on, on camera, you know, yeah. and we'll talk about this. This is all you need. Yeah. This is it. Would you? You don't need to be Sony. You don't need a whole setup. Yeah, right. You don't need a studio and a videographer and a producer and a, and a script writer. You know, you, you've got to start using what you've got, especially now because everyone's on a tight, a tight budget. No matter what size company you are, every penny counts at this minute. We were watching right. some of the biggest companies – in the world go down um, due to this situation. And, you know, it's like I told Allison, 96% of the people we've asked to turn on the video camera, they're like, and I don't think so. No, thanks. I don't know what you're doing with this. But 4% say yes, and due to the volume that we've had that have stopped us, 4% turned into hundreds and hundreds of people. And so, you know, it translates for us into data. Yeah. Um, and I think brands, they're looking at, they're looking at their consumers. They're looking yeah. at regular people out and about in the world, just like us. We're all consumers. We're, we're, you know, no matter what we do, right? We're all consumers. And they're looking at their customer, their construction worker, the postal man, yeah. the, the, the mom coming in with a stroller and kids. They're looking at their target audience on a daily basis, and they're cur- loyalists. I'm, so. I'm curious, did that did that experience kind of that, that randomness that you that you discovered? I everybody wants to have invent that viral thing that when you you hold it up, the whole world crowds crowds around you. Did that? It, it sounds like that was an, an, a a uh, a happy accident. Uh, that came as a result. Now you're you're an experienced product person and marketer, and and you know you've you've got that background. Did did what you know now? Did, has your pitch changed when you go to see a new uh, a, a new prospective client? I imagine the first one you went to see was different than the last one you went to see, based on the experience you've had. I'd I'd, be, I'd love to know about that. Such 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 a good question. Um, something that we talk about as a company and that I've talked about in a lot of podcasts, your pitch changes because you discover that when you, whether you're on a zoom or you're in person, I mean, the first company we ever went to see, and I'm not going to use names, but we sat down with a legacy beverage brand in their headquarters. Uh, that was our first pitch. Wow. Talk about the pressure of a boardroom and, and, 
you realize you're making, you can't make it all about you. Yeah. It's really not about you. It's about them. Yeah. Granted, yes, we are here today presenting this, but this isn't the star. They're the star. They're the show. We're just here to support them. Mm-hmm. We're here to watch them grow. We're here to watch them and give them the, the tools that they need to make their brand even brighter, even bigger, even better. And in the beginning, I think we were very, look at me, look at us, our solution, me, my, I, you know, it was all in the singular for us. And we realized we weren't asking enough questions about what did they need? What solutions are they looking for? What can we do to help them? It was the opposite. It was very much, look what we did, look what we did. And it's there's lack of appeal there i think when you go to a brand and you want to research them you want to go in you want to find out everything you can about them talk about their success stories talk about their brand where it began who are the players what are some of the struggles that they've had and how we can help them with that but not it's the golden show it's our show it's not our show and it's it's changed now when we go we lay back and we ask questions and we listen Ah, good and we don't start telling them what problems they have i notice that a lot and i notice people that Mm. pitch me and then pitch us on other products digital seo this product that product they usually start with telling me what our problems are (laughs) and they don't ask and and so you're never going to convince anyone that they have a problem that they don't have so it's, it's a horrible tactic it's a lousy and it's a lazy strategy really uh so that's that's interesting you, changed it's interesting you point that out because we've you know else and i talked to so many uh you know people in our, in our own experience it's like well you need to you need to know what the pain points are you know of whoever you know you want to you want to solve their problem and i think sometimes in our in, uh, collective enthusiasm to try and come in and solve a problem uh it comes across you know the way you point out it's kind of like you know what your problem is that's not a good way to start a conversation with anybody right it's like trying to speak to your partner your spouse your friend whoever you know what your problem is (laughs) oh please tell me (laughs) i mean it's like let me just let me just wind up here so i can get ready to smack you in the face and that's what a brand will do when you go in and you start telling them what is wrong with them different than insights like I could, I could go to a meeting and explain to a brand that we believe, based on our research and data, that your beverage incidence and your beverage sales are much lower than your food sales. Is that true? Could that be true? Is that true? Different, different tactic than yeah. saying, you guys are horrible at beverage sales. <laughs> your beverage sales are 4%. Try and dispute that. You're just coming at them. You know, you're, you're basically begging them to throw you back out the door that you tried so hard to get in to begin with. Yeah. Well, and ironically, though, how many people um, I see, like, we, I want to talk to you today about LinkedIn as well, because you have mastered LinkedIn as a manufacturer and continue to evolve. And so many manufacturers are still not leveraging LinkedIn. And I think it's important to, like, I wanna help people take advantage of this, right? And 
So my question would be, well, I have many, but of, based on what you just said, coming to like, if your marketing messaging is still covered in wee wee, now yours isn't, but a lot of people's is. What advice would you give them to, I mean, and maybe we just answered that with, you know, you have to really research and understand your audience. Um, but when you're talking to them, especially like on LinkedIn, I see this every day, me, my, I, our, look at our product, uh, you know, come visit us at trade show booth 232 and uh, see what we have that's new. And there's no you there's no, what's the compelling reason? So I guess my question is really, you know, do you feel like your experience with your pitch changing has also changed your marketing from a week? You're getting lower, by the way. Oh, I am? Yep. Oh, that's weird. Let me see. Better? Yes. Oh, yes. I, I was really listening <laughs> as intently as I could. <laughs> so I didn't miss the question a tactic really um oh much better okay okay no i want to see do you feel like your pitch changed do you also feel like that changed your marketing messaging overall from we we to you yeah i do i think you've got to find a blend and what i mean by that is it's it's not for us and really for any manufacturer with a product it's impossible to not show it. You know, you, we, we can't not do our videos because if we didn't, nobody would know what in God's name we were talking about most of the time. But I think for these manufacturers, any leader right now, you, you need to step in and step out and get in front of your brand. And so I think if you blend those elements properly, so I go on, I do videos, there are plenty of things I do. We do long-form copy. Um, last couple of days, we did a bunch of those. And it's, it's not very much about our product or anything. It's just it's thought leadership on the actual topic. It might be regarding restaurants. It might be about delivery, drive-through. But we're not, you know, the, the message isn't, I'm not saying everything and, and, you know, holding this up right here while I'm speaking and it's all, you know, but look at this, look at this, look at this. You have to be a thought leader. So I think you have to educate and inform. We've made a big point, and we tried this early. We did a big point of our videos not, and I know that this is the anti-video tactic ever. No call to action. And what I mean by that is our call to action is our website at the end. And a lot of people would say, well, what do you mean you don't have a CTA? You have to. I understand. Yes, I do. But I find in LinkedIn, you know, it's a universe of every company known to man is on here. From the CEO down to the administrative assistant handling, you know, I mean, every level of that company. When they are ready to do business with you, they will do business with you. I'm not negating the fact that you need to approach, you need to sell, you know, on some level, but we talk to tons of brands and they tell us they've been watching our videos for 11 months. 
they were not ready to have a discussion with us yet. Now they are. So now they're going to. So I think you have to find a blend about putting the product out there, but not, you know, in giant splashing letters all over the place, which is, you know, act now, buy now, uh, contact us today. It's your um, lid. You know, yeah. a, you know, get yours today, two for one. Um, uh, special deals going on. It's, it's cheesy, and it's just, it's not effective. And I don't think those leaders, they don't stop. That scrolling that goes on, that's not a scroll stopper. Right. That's a scroll blow past. I mean, as fast as you can, fly by. It's a flyby. It's a Tom Cruise flying by the tower and, uh, you know, <laughs> pop gun, right? It's, it's, it's like a coffee spill. No one wants to see it. No one wants to hear about it. It's desperado measure. And, you know, if, if, if you're doing okay, then why do you have to do those things? So I think it's about educating and informing, making them aware that you have a solution to what you think their problem is, right? So letting them know that in a tactful way without, you know, shouting from the rooftops and, and making a ton of so-called noise all over the feed about what you've got. We did it. We made that mistake. And when I look back, I, I physically get nauseous looking at someone. I mean, we have, back in the day, you just you make every mistake in the book before you get it right. So I know the mistakes we made. We had giant words coming out of the screen, you know, differentiate, be different, you know, innovate. But you it doesn't it, it doesn't work. That's the difference though, is so many manufacturers are afraid of what they don't know. They're afraid to do anything bold or try something new. Yeah, uh, with marketing, and especially with social media and video, I I find. And do you guys see that as well? And and my advice, and I think this would be yours, is start somewhere, but start something. You can always evolve. Yeah, I mean, you cannot just, you can't just do nothing. Or you know, I I find I speak to a lot of people. You know, everyone, everyone's different. I take a lot of phone calls. I don't charge them for my time. People did it for me. Because when I needed help, they were there to help me. And I see a lot of consultants on here saying, don't give your time away for free. Or, you know, you want 15 minutes of my time, and you're going to have to pay for it. I disagree. Um, and maybe that's because I'm not a consultant. But I get a lot of people reaching out asking me about pat uh, patenting, prototyping, how did you start? Who do I contact? You maybe have a reference if you think I'm worthy that you could connect me with. I take those phone calls because I needed that help in the beginning. And people gave it to me. So I think if you don't give back and you share your own journey, you're doing a huge, you're a huge disservice to, to your own story and, and to the fact that you're not, you know, that's not good karma in the universe. Um, but I always tell people, like you just said, start somewhere you have to do something if you're not comfortable you know doing this because it feels really strange and 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 self-serving to you you know i started doing it in the car initially um i had a consultant who told me you need to get in front of the brand and i, I fought back i said i'm not doing that 
I think the goal is videos. That's good enough. And he said, no, I don't believe so. Not to build trust, not to understand who's behind this. We might like the product, but what is the company about? What do they believe in? What are their core values? What, what is their, you know, what does management think? How do they behave? Uh, from A to Z. So you've got to show, I think, every little angle. And to the manufacturers that aren't doing anything, I think the leader of that company should step in somehow. Not all these guys, they don't all do video. You see a lot of big CEOs of C-stores and QSRs. They're not all on video. Some of them are really outspoken, and we know who they are, and they're amazing. Some of them are more comfortable writing a long-form post and making an announcement or using their employees to discuss something that went on really unique or special in that location or, or how they gave back in some way in a charitable manner. Anything that puts the name out so that people want to go and, and look you up. You know, and that's, I always tell people this. Not every post has to be about what you do. If you're interesting, if your thoughts are interesting, if you have a voice and something to say, that's the beauty of LinkedIn. People will take that in and then they will go over to your profile where your story exists. And they'll find in the featured section other videos, other articles that you've done. And that's how they start to learn about you. And that's how your content lives. You know, it lives forever until you delete it. Even when you delete it, I think it still lives. <laughs> I don't think it goes anywhere. I mean, I've deleted things and seen them pop back up. Uh, I thought they were gone. They weren't. So, but you have a library of stuff. We have a box company, right? We're working on our e-commerce launch. So we were dealing with the box company and sourcing boxes for e-commerce. It's going to be a little more exciting than this. We're putting graphics and, and, uh, and we're getting rid of this window too. But just for example, and this particular company, they're fantastic, but they don't market very much. And, and they should, they should. I put out a piece about my rep from this box company. She did something super unique that I thought deserved uh, recognition. And that was a marketing piece for them that they took and then shared externally. But think about how many touch points it really takes before someone is willing to do business with you. And it comes down to trust. Most of all, people do business with people they like. Not, I don't believe that that's always the rule because I've certainly done business with some people that I don't like. Yeah. You know? Need, it's not just that. I know everyone says it's just that. I don't think it is just that. But they have to believe in you. They have to trust the company. They have to trust in what you offer. They also have to trust that you're going to be here next year. You know, no one wants to bring anything in and spend their time and their money only to find out that that company is now gone. So in a pandemic situation, um, you have to work overtime to prove that you're still present because, again, if you're a small business or a manufacturer, not a Fortune 500, then if we're watching big companies go down and restructure and get acquired or completely just go down and out of business, what makes a small business any less likely to experience the same thing? And that's what the big companies are thinking. 
You know, they're thinking, do we want to take a chance on this company? You know, what do we really know about them? Besides they have a, you know, a smarter mousetrap, a widget of some kind that they want to sell to us. And it's, it's really just about getting our money. It's got to be bigger than that. And manufacturers that are standing back and they have a company page, that's the other thing. You have a company page, right? It's crazy to me. I look at some of these company pages and they have two to 500 employees. It says, you know, two to 500. And they have 15 followers. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? We're GoLids, right? We're a small team. We're coming in like a, I don't know, like a thousand fifty followers. That's not bad. Company page, it's not easy to get people to follow that. So to be a big company and have close to no presence on there, it's not even, a good thing. Even your own employees don't follow it. It's, it's kind of that's the that's the thing, you know. I mean, well, and I think that starts yeah. from up though. That's a lack of strategy because if you have a strategy. And it's connected. So that means, you know, at every touch point, we're making sure that there's this and that it makes sense. You're going to inform your employees. You're going to encourage them. Hey, this is what we're doing on LinkedIn. We need you to follow us, to engage with the post, to share them with people. If you don't tell them what to do, they don't know. Like, the, you know, if if you put up a post, I do this, we all do it. If I put up a post, a really important video, well, what we think is important, <laughs> just clarify that, important, then of course you, you have the ability to forward that video to your employees. Let them know that it's up. Yep. Encourage them to get involved in the conversation. Encourage them to pose a question to the audience. If everyone just lays back, then, you know, I mean, it's like putting a casserole in the oven and never turning on the oven. Exactly. You know, you cooked all this delicious food and now it's cold and it's not cooking. It's going nowhere. So there's nothing wrong with asking people if they're not comfortable, then I would say don't force them because that's not, that's not a good culture either where it's, you know, you must, you must, you must do this. But typically there's a mix of people at each company with different personalities. Some people like to be out there and other people like to lay back and do their work and, and blend it. Nothing wrong with that. So, but you can certainly find a handful of people uh, to be brand ambassadors. Get out in front of the brand, speak out for the brand, right. which also shows everyone else watching that this is a brand with a good culture. This is a brand that stands for the right, uh, the, the right platforms and believes in teamwork and leadership, it's all, it all sends a big message, I think. And it, it can never, it's what we learned. It, it could never just be, this is it. Right. This is what we stand for right here. Well, and what, what would you, you know? say to manufacturers who are not being consistent on LinkedIn and they're, they're like, you know, we, we just don't have the time or, um, or we don't have the money to work with an agency or we have a marketing manager and they just don't have the time. They're posting once, maybe twice a week. Isn't that good enough? Well, if they have a marketing manager and that person doesn't have the time, well, you know, that's kind of your job. 
part of your job. Um, marketing. You know, it's like when you get pitched in your inbox and it's, you know, hire me, hire me, and you, you go to their you go to their own profile and they've got fifty connections or followers. So if they're not doing a good job on their own business, on their own, whether a consultant, whatever they are, and how good could they be? But they have to have the time. I don't think I don't think it's a variable right now, especially that we're all we're all home. I mean, this isn't a Zoom background. This is my office. Welcome. You saw the dog. You know, those aren't fake elements. So it's more than ever. You, the transparency has to be there. You've got to, you've got to open up the world behind behind the doors of the product and how wonderful it is. You've got to let people in. That's what that's what motivates people to come closer. They want to learn more and more and more and more. And eventually, they may, may do business with you. Inviting them in to be part of the story. And, and I'm so sad to say this. We're at the 40-minute mark, so we need to wrap up. We've gone a little long, but it was worth oh, it. You, you and I spent how many, how long on the phone? We, we I know, it was, lost track of time. Uh, I, I got a quick one. I got I to sneak in. I have to. The music you pick to go along with your videos is extraordinary. Uh, just from the standpoint, I think it as it as much goes along with uh, the brand and the energy as anything else. And it's and I just I just think it's awesome. I mean, from Doja Cat to Michael Jackson, everybody in between. I think it's I think it's, it's such an important element. And you know what people don't realize is you can you can there are a lot of sites you can go on, right? And you can license, you know, what people don't know, because our videos are only 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 42 seconds. We rarely go anything, you know, wait till you see what's coming tonight. Well, actually, this isn't live, so this isn't really going to matter, but <laughs> we're putting up a cool cartoon tonight, um, right. literally a cartoon. Um, but the music you can get, and you can license 30 seconds of a, of a kind of remixed mm -hmm. that only has the chorus or something. But yeah, the music for me yeah. is a huge element. Last night's our video, we had uh, we had Stevie Wonder, "Don't You Worry About a Thing," oh. and it, yeah. it just went. Don't yeah. worry about a thing, and yeah. because people were showing the emotion they felt, yeah, yeah. and they felt good that their everything was protected. They didn't have to worry. So the song choice is huge. I yeah. can't believe you just pointed that out. I always wonder if anybody ever notices the music and the song yep. with the video. It's consistent. There, there's, a, there's a theme, there's a thread, so yes. <laughs> that's my, I think that's my favorite comment of all time. <laughs> very few people mention the music. They probably wonder where do they, you know, how, what, whatever. Like Michael Jackson, uh, um, can you feel it? You know, and everything was starting to open back up. It's, it's, it's literally, we'll spend like 30 minutes just looking at songs. Well, just two of them. There, there was uh, you had talked about. Uh, you were talking about your journey, and it's like you got to be 150 percent in, you know. And, and it was it was all great, straight down the pipe, you know, advice. And the next video I saw was Michael Jackson working. Uh, you know, was the background music, and I'm like, that's you. <laughs> it was like yeah, the, and that the connection video was, actually. <laughs> the video you're talking about in the background, I think uh, we had um, we had a uh, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
you know, Sorry, like Allison, didn't like, mean to geek out, but <laughs> no. that makes me so happy that you even notice it. Sometimes, because sometimes we don't want to make it too loud. Yeah, you don't want to drown out, you know, someone's voice over your voice, but you don't want to make it too low because then there's no there's no vibe yeah. to it. That was so, cool. Oh, awesome. you noticing that. <laughs> no, and 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 I want to end with this um, because Ray always provides the best segues. So I see a lot of manufacturers, um, especially on LinkedIn, which is where the three of us spend a lot of time. Um, Just a little bit. <laughs> who they don't. You, we, we've got to talk about the pills in one second. They don't. We're adding Zoom fatigue. Right. It's only been a couple right. days. We're doing a line extension. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a personality or a voice that's very unique or identifiable or memorable. And I think it's because, at least this has been my experience, and I want to hear what you think, they're afraid. They're afraid to take a stand and use a voice and, and have a personality, for God's sake. And you have done the complete opposite. You've, it feels that way, at least on, on our end. You've embraced. Thank you. A personality and you use your voice so what would what do you say to them like to and I did not and I you know the thing I, I say is anybody can step up and and be that it's not gonna happen overnight there's no there's no button you're not just gonna wake up and be this you know wildly uh, dynamic person live on videos and podcasts and you know, my first podcast I was on, I did a podcast four years ago. You should have seen me. When I watched it back, I, I, I begged a man to take it down, but he would not. I was like Sydney Brady on Brady Bunch when the red <laughs> light goes on. <laughs> they put the camera on, and this was me. See that something? I just, I looked, I was terrified that I was even looking and speaking at anybody. But it's, you know what it is? It's like Gary Vee says it all the time. It's just social media. Yeah. What's the, what, what is the worst that's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if you actually have a personality? The CEOs of these organizations you're dying to do business with, right? They have personalities. Right. Right? I mean, we're not a public company. We're not on the stock exchange. I understand if you are, you, you've a certain level of, you know, prim and proper needs to exist and, but even then, even then, you know, I mean, look around at some of these guys. Uh, they have personalities. It's, it's, people want to see that now. I mean, I think when we grew up in my parents' age, you know, back when, company life was different. You never even knew who the CEO was. He didn't even, he didn't come out of his glass tower. Um, or she. I would say she, but there really weren't any female CEOs then. So he, yeah. let's stick with he. Uh-huh. But they didn't come out. They didn't show themselves. Nobody knew them. They didn't interact with their team. They didn't work with their people. They didn't have an open door policy saying, come on in and tell me what's bothering you. You know, or why are you leaving? Or why do you want to leave? Or who's mistreating you? You know, why aren't you being heard? That was all pushed to the back. So I think the companies right now that are silent, it, silence sends a message too, you know. Right. Just as much yeah. as... When you're silent, that's not, that's not, you're not not saying nothing. You're saying actually something pretty bold, which is I have nothing to say. 
which is not really anything anybody wants to see. So you've got to just get started. You know, and what, what is the worst that's going to happen? Here's the beauty of LinkedIn. You can shoot a video for the first time, hold it up, sit in your office, show people your office, show people the junk hole that you're currently working in, or the, that you're not this prim and proper, you know, I mean, look at the mess going on right here. Look at that. What's, what is that? It's like a sea of lids and brands. and It's r and I'm, I'm perfectly stationed here. You know, I'm kind of covering it, but it's just show people who you are, and you shoot one video. If you don't get any traction, you don't get any attention, delete it. Take it down. Do some test runs. You know, go in the car where it's quiet. It's something about the car. It's very safe. Nobody can hear you. That's how I started. Yep. I felt like I was protected by the steering wheel and the seat and the hood and the windows were up and, and you know, now I walk through the streets and people look, look at this black job. You know, I'm, I, don't, I don't even notice them. I walk around and I'm, and I'm just I'm holding the camera and I have this neck thing. I don't know if you know this. It's a good product. It goes around your neck. It holds your camera. Oh, no. Hands free. Oh. Mm. Wow. The only reason I found it is because I had a dream about it. I thought, well, I'm going to make that. I'm going to invent it. And then I went on Amazon and I found it. Ah. It goes around your neck and it just kind of bends up. It's like a slinky. Oh. And, and you can walk through the streets with it. Now, you look a little crazy, but I do it all the time. We're not afraid of that. It's perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really a great product. But I would say someone, someone at that company, someone. And here's an idea for an employee on a team, right? What better uh, uh, feeling can you provide to a founder, a CEO, president, a vice president, whoever, to go in and be the bold person on that team to sit down and say, we don't have a social media strategy and we need one. And I'm willing to step in and get the balls, you know, get the ball rolling. Wow, you know how much value that provides right there? How much, how thrilled they would probably be that you're willing to step up and, and be the champion? So if you're at a company that's not doing anything on LinkedIn, uh, even TikTok, come on. Mm -hmm. Everyone's on TikTok. This is not the Gen Z platform that everybody thought it was going to remain. We're on TikTok for three months and killing it on there. For the life of me, I don't know what's going on with that. But, um, <laughs> but everybody's on there. Everyone's on there and every brand is on there. So what does that tell you? You just you need to be present for people to know that you matter. And there's a lot of companies vying to take your spot. Yep. You know, if you're not out there, someone's going to knock you right off the cliff and take over and take your, your market share and pull oh. it right away from you. You won't even see it coming. I mean, it will come over you like a tidal wave before you even realize what you did that actually you created that yeah. problem because they were verbal they were out there and you were not out there and when it came time to purchase and look and source they saw you not the other company and maybe the other company is a better product it's possible the better product doesn't always win doesn't always win it's sad yeah. but they don't always get the deal because nobody knows who they are 
yeah. now of the latest statistic I saw, and, then, and we'll wrap up with this, is that 0.5, not 5% like I used to think, 0.5% of people are producing 100% of the content on LinkedIn. 95.5% of people are only consuming. That's, that's about accurate. I, I, I have a similar uh, statistic. So from what I know, from what we've gathered, it's, it's one, close to 1%. Uh, there's, well, when we, did, when we checked, it was 650 million yep. users. I think that that number has escalated since then so maybe it's let's call it 700 million yes around one percent think about that yeah. think about the competitive edge we all have right being in that one percent you know one percent and we always encourage you encourage you encourage we all do get out there use your voice mm -hmm. we're stupid really we should say nothing because <laughs> Because we're just cl we're clogging the feet up with more stuff, but you know who would that? What would that say about us? It, it needs to empower everybody. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of room for everyone to be successful. Exactly. There's more than enough room to cheer on your competitors. There's more than enough room for everyone to be in it together yep. instead of against each other. That's that's everything that's wrong in the world today. Really, yeah, it's, it's not Hunger Games. Yeah. Exactly, and and there's nothing. There's just nothing wrong. You know, if you if you find yourself around people that are not cheering you on or that are comparing themselves to you, and they're not cheering you on, get rid of them. Yeah. Find new people. Bad energy. You yeah, know? right. I go out of my way to support on LinkedIn. So do you. So do you. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. That's the other thing on LinkedIn, because if you don't do it, you know, you can't just be a taker. Yeah. If you're taking, 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 and you never give anything back, Never take the time to comment, thank anybody, like you're entitled, so to speak. Your audience that you spent years building, they will be gone in a flash. Yeah. It's true. And they should be. Yeah. You know, time is money. Oh. Yeah. And with, with that, we have to go. Okay, you have to tell people about your LinkedIn pills. The LinkedIn pills. I mean, you know, I think I was going to say we all know what these are, but by the time this airs, everyone will know what these are. Um, we're going to add Zoom fatigue. Nice. We're going to add um, home office dizziness, you know, all <laughs> kinds of line extensions, um, um, cooking fatigue, uh, crazy partner syndrome. I mean, <laughs> we're all here, but, you know, you take two. Obviously, just so LinkedIn doesn't, you know, lock me and, and put me in prison. Um, it's a placebo. They're not real, but but in the right. mind, you know, in the right. mind, Thank the video you. view count, you know, the algorithm and the video views, they've gone down severely. They really have. It's it's a different time on the algorithm on LinkedIn, and um, it has a big effect, you know. And that's the thing is, so a lot of these people they don't want to experience that disappointment. Yeah. They don't want to work to make a video or put a post out there and not see it go gangbusters. But if two people see it, maybe one of them is your target audience, and they're like, then it doesn't matter how many people. There you go. 
Oh, well, Bonnie, we can't thank you enough for being on. You are amazing. We could thank you. Today. Uh, yeah, we could literally do uh, 50 episodes with, with you. Uh, we could do it 24 hours. We could just stay up. Live stream. That's right. Yeah, live stream for 24 hours. Let's go nuts. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Last comment. We, we were discussing this. Having a camera and a 24-hour stream of an entrepreneur, of a crazy obsessed entrepreneur. The moment they wake up, the good moments, the, the happy moment at 11.30 a.m., and then at 11.42 a.m., they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, the you know, crushing disappointment. <laughs> yeah, like basically watching the cycle of emotion that goes on in a 24-hour period of time. Um, we might have to do it. I, think. I, I would need live, actually, and I don't think they allow that. But, wow. And I don't think anybody would watch it. You know, it's like Ed TV. But yeah. I think it goes back to your whole point, which we can wrap up. People want to know what's going on. Yeah, they do. Far beyond your product, they want to see what's going on at your company, with your people, behind the scenes. And if you let them in, that's, that's where all the magic starts to happen, I think. Bravo. So true. Ray, you want to take us out, buddy? We had an awesome time. I think uh, Bonnie helped prove once again that if you want to have cool content, you have to do cool things. Uh, and I think that's at the heart of, uh, of what your business is and who you are. And so we're so thankful to have you with us today. Trailblazers, we, we really appreciate you. And, and if you liked what you heard today, please find us on your favorite uh, podcast hosting service and hit the like button. If you really had as much fun today as we did, leave a comment. We want to hear from you. We, we welcome you into the tribe. So uh, thank you so much for listening to us uh, today. Come back and see us again because we're going to have more cool people. I don't know if they're going to be as cool as Bonnie, but we're sure going to try. And you got to check out Gold Lids uh, because they're everywhere and um, the, the neatest thing out there ever. And Allison, bring us home. Bring us home. Hey, keep manufacturing out loud, everybody, because we need you. Till next time. Well said. Thank you guys for having me. I loved it. Thank you for listening to MFG Out Loud with Ray Zaganto and Allison DeFore. You can subscribe and find show notes at mfgoutloud.com. 